Hello again, everybody, and welcome to the fifth edition of the LOL Podcast. I'm your host, Josh Miller, and thank you for tuning in to the podcast. Uh, this is the fifth edition, and if you notice that last week I did not record a podcast, but when you're doing these kind of things, uh, life sometimes gets in the way, and I didn't have time to record one. So, uh, sorry about that if you were eagerly anticipating episode 5, uh, here it is. Uh, just a few pieces of housekeeping. If you want to get at me on Twitter, uh, my Twitter handle is at AZJoshM, so feel free to comment, question, uh, complain over there, and uh, we can have a Twitter conversation uh, about the podcast, or if you want uh, some insight into anything I'm thinking in the way of sports, Twitter's a good place to reach me, at AZJoshM. You can also call the podcast, and the phone number is 480-427-0411. If you would like to leave a message, go ahead and do so. And if uh, you are uh, concise and to the point, and I can understand you, uh, you may have your information, have your voice or your comment or question played on the podcast. Now... No one's actually called the podcast yet, so if you were going to be the first one, that would be cool. And heck, if you're the first one, it probably doesn't matter if you're clear and concise. You'll probably just get on the podcast anyway, because uh, no one's done it yet, and it would be pretty cool to hear somebody. So now let's get on to the podcast at hand and what I wanted to talk about today. As we always do, I start out the podcast with the LOL of the week. Now, this one's going to go back a couple of weeks ago because, again, I did not record a podcast last week. So, the LOL of the last uh, two weeks is going to go to the New York Knicks uh, owner and also the owner of the New York Liberty WNBA team, James Dolan. Now, in case you hadn't heard... James Dolan named Isaiah Thomas as the president and part owner of the New York Liberty WNBA team. <laughs> now, this, of course, is Isaiah Thomas, the former Detroit Pistons superstar, uh, not the former Phoenix Suns guard who was traded to Boston in this past season. Isaiah Thomas, of course, is a guy that has a long history of being a very, very bad sports executive. So just his resume on its own, Isaiah Thomas should not be an executive of your team. But what's even more concerning about Isaiah Thomas running a WNBA team is the fact that he lost a lawsuit for sexual harassment. Now, James Dolan, the owner of the Knicks and the Liberty, basically put out a press release that said the result of the lawsuit was wrong and the jury made a mistake and Isaiah Thomas didn't do these things. Instead of addressing the concerns that people had about, well, a guy that was sued for sexual harassment running a women's professional sports team. Well, let's put all that aside and just look at his resume since he left the game of basketball. Now, Isaiah Thomas was a great basketball player. He is in the Hall of Fame. But since he's left basketball, he's really proved, well, he's 
a fairly worthless individual. Even when he was playing basketball, if you recall the original Dream Team, of course, the greatest basketball team ever assembled, Isaiah Thomas was one of the best players in the NBA at the time. However, Michael Jordan and a couple other players hated his guts so much that they refused to play if Isaiah Thomas was named to the team. And that is why Clyde Drexler ended up getting on the original Dream Team rather than Isaiah Thomas, because no one liked Isaiah Thomas, even though he had a better resume and had won championships with the Pistons. So, when he retired from basketball, people knew that, well, he wasn't a great person, even though he was a great player. But let's look at his resume. Now, I came across an article uh, that was posted on SB Nation a couple weeks ago, outlining the lack of success Isaiah Thomas has had since he left basketball. So let's take a look at what he's done to build his resume. And of course, mind you that this is all coming before he was just named the president and part owner of the WNBA New York Liberty. So his first post-basketball job was the general manager of the original Toronto Raptors team. Well, of course, an expansion team is going to be terrible the first year. The second year, uh, he decided... He wanted uh, more money and uh, more of an ownership stake than he had. And uh, that didn't work out for him, so he just quit the team mid-year. The team was 1-19 when he left, and they only won 16 games the whole season. After he left, the Raptors uh, built up a franchise. They got pretty good, and eventually at three straight years of making the playoffs in 2000 to 2002. So Isaiah Thomas is there. The team's terrible. Isaiah Thomas is gone, and the team does pretty well. Uh, Next, Isaiah Thomas decided to buy the CBA, the Continental Basketball Association. Longtime basketball fans may remember the CBA as the NBA's official minor league. Now, it wasn't like... Major League Baseball, where a minor league team has an affiliate, but if a player was looking for, or a team was looking for a player to sign for a short-term basis, a 10-day contract, something like that, they looked to the CBA. Now, Isaiah Thomas bought the league, and mind you, this was a league that had been in place since 1940s. Isaiah Thomas, after he bought the league, Uh, in 1999 uh, forced the league into bankruptcy and uh, by 2001 the league folded and ceased to exist so Isaiah Thomas from his poor leadership killed a league that had been around since the 1940s so after that he was hired by the great Larry Bird to be the coach of the Indiana Pacers. If you recall, Larry Bird coached the Pacers to the NBA Finals and then decided he didn't want to coach anymore and uh, just took up the GM role. Well, Isaiah Thomas was hired, and this was the first time Isaiah had ever been a coach. Uh, That first year after making the Finals, the Pacers were a 500 team. Uh, The next year, they were the 8th place in the East, and the third year after that, they were eliminated in the first round. 
finally Isaiah Thomas left. And when he left, the next year they won 60 games plus and were the number one seed in the Eastern Conference. So again, Isaiah Thomas gets to a team. They are not good. He leaves and they're very good. So instead of really fading away, Isaiah Thomas was offered the general manager job in 2003 for the New York Knicks. When he took over, the Knicks were a playoff team. And that was in 2003. Just three years later, the league's highest payroll belonged to the Knicks and also the second worst record in the league. Uh, they were 23-59 and 59, uh, by the time uh, by 2006 rolled around. Now, this didn't get him fired. This got him promoted to the team's coach as well as GM. And this is when the sexual harassment uh, lawsuit took place after he became head coach. Uh, he made some really, really bad moves. Uh, finally, when he left the team, they were only 23-59, and 59, and the, they only made the playoffs his first year. Um, if you look at basketball now, the Knicks still aren't very good. Isaiah Thomas is pretty much credited for ruining that franchise. So, again, he didn't fade away. He got another job. He became the head basketball coach at Florida International University in 2009. Well, he wasn't a very good coach. The best record he ever had in three seasons coaching the team was 11-19. and 19. In his final season, he was 8-21. and 21. And in a six-team division, his best ranking was fifth place. Uh, so Isaiah Thomas failed with the Toronto Raptors, failed with the Indiana Pacers, failed with the New York Knicks, failed uh, with the CBA before that, and failed at Ford International. Now, if you're James Dolan, that's going to be the first guy on your list to decide to run your WNBA team. Aside from the fact that he was guilty of sexual harassment. So James Dolan, you are an idiot. You get the LOL of the week. Everyone in the entire world is laughing at you. <laughs> and they're also laughing at you, Isaiah Thomas. <laughs> for being Isaiah Thomas. I don't know what else to say about this, but that franchise, that organization is nothing but a complete joke. Okay. So that's going to be the LOL of the week. And now I want to talk about some things that are going on in the sports world currently here in Arizona. Now, of course, it's the summer. And uh, we just are watching the NBA playoffs take place. And the Western Conference Finals features the Golden State Warriors and the Houston Rockets. Uh, it was finally decided uh, this weekend. Both teams have some ties to the University of Arizona, which is very interesting. The Golden State Warriors are coached by Steve Kerr. Uh, Andre Iguodala plays on the team. And their assistant coach is Luke Walton, all alums of the U of A. On the other hand, the Houston Rockets, of course, they're led by James Harden, who went to ASU, and we don't need to talk about him. But they also feature Jason Terry, who has played a surprising, uh, fairly large role in 
this playoff run for them. Of course, Jason Terry was one of the heroes of the 97 Final Four. He was the sixth man on that team. And uh, he's 37 years old, but he's still getting it done. So so good job uh, for, for Jason Terry. He's a really great guy. Uh, he was in school at the same time as I was. Uh, I knew him a little bit, but uh, I'm really proud of him as, as an alum and you know, being at U of A the same time as I was. It's really good to see him doing well. They also have Nick Johnson on the team. He's really not playing much, but hey, it's cool to see another U of A guy do well or, or have his team do well. So you've got a couple U of A guys on either side, so Arizona will have some rooting interest in the Western Conference Finals, even though, to be honest with you, I haven't really watched any of the NBA playoffs. The Suns aren't there, and frankly, I, I really don't care. But it is baseball season, and with another baseball season, apparently comes another year that the Diamondbacks are going to be really bad. A lot of people thought they would be a little bit better this year than they were last year. With uh, Tony La Russa coming in and shaking things up, new manager in Chip Hale, and again, another Arizona alumni, by the way. Um, but uh, things haven't really worked out for them. In the month of May, as of uh, Sunday night, uh, May 17th, they're 5-10 and 10 in the month. They've lost seven of their last nine, including just getting swept at Philadelphia. And Philadelphia is one of the worst teams in baseball. But you look up and down this lineup and you see that the team is only hitting 268, which is in the very bottom half of Major League Baseball. You've got a couple guys in the lineup who are just automatic outs. Nick Ahmed, who is playing uh, most of the games at shortstop, is only hitting 165. Tuffy Ghostwitch, who has no business as a starting catcher of a Major League Baseball team, is only hitting 229. Uh, these guys also have on-base percentages very low. Ahmed's on-base is only 248, and Ghostwitch is not much better at 272. Uh, so these guys are just defensive liabilities. Uh, well, they're, 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 I'm sorry, they're, they're offensive liabilities. Their defense is okay. But you combine the pitcher spot, you've got a third of your lineup basically is going to be an automatic out. You've only got 27 outs in a game, and you know, you're giving away three outs every time through the lineup. That's, uh, that's really bad. So the team is only hitting 268. What is even more interesting than that, though, is the starting pitching is so bad, and the bullpen is not much better because... There's another team out there that's hitting the exact same rate at 268. But that team is the St. Louis Cardinals, and they have the best pitching staff numbers-wise in baseball. So there's a difference between having a 5-10 and 10 month and having the best record in baseball, and that's pitching. So the Diamondbacks' team ERA is 25th out of the 30 baseball teams at 444. You compare that to the Cardinals, who have the same... Uh, ineffective in a way offense and the Cardinals are leading Major League Baseball in ERA at 2.87 so that's going to be your kicker that that pitching that's just awful for the Diamondbacks Addison Reed who just lost his closer spot believe it or not has blown half of his save attempts now he's only had four save attempts on the year because when the Diamondbacks win 
they're blowing teams out, but their wins are few and far between. So he's only had four save attempts. He's blown two of them. And his ERA is six. More alarmingly, guys are hitting 308 off of him. So they're getting a hit three out of every ten times that he has a hitter facing him. Basically, he's giving up a hit every inning he appears in. So he was recently knocked out of the closer's role to uh, a, a seventh, eighth inning spot. And they say it's only temporary. They say he's trying to get back his stuff, but who knows? I mean, this guy wasn't very good last year. He's probably just not a very good pitcher. We'll have to see. For now, they say Brad Ziegler is the de facto closer. I don't know how that's going to work out, but uh, we shall see. Another guy that's that's been really awful was Evan Marshall, a middle, uh, middle to short relief guy who they counted on a lot last year, but his ERA is up above six as well. So the bullpen isn't getting it done. The starting pitching's not getting it done. Uh, Jeremy Hellickson has been awful. I don't think he's gotten to the sixth inning in any of his starts. And the Dimebacks are just playing like one of the worst teams in baseball all around. Uh, so I, I can't imagine Tony La Russa is happy. Uh, this team has a couple of guys that maybe trade bait. Uh, Aaron Hill comes to mind. Uh, but their their farm system doesn't have a lot in it. There's not a lot of hope right now on the horizon for this team. It's going to take a lot of rebuilding because you look at what they've done prior to Tony La Russa getting to Arizona is they've given away a lot of young talent. Uh, Max Scherzer, of course, is a guy they gave away who is anchoring the national staff. They gave away... Uh, Trevor Bauer, who uh, seems to be a jerk, but he's been pitching very effectively. In fact, I was watching his start with the Cleveland Indians against the St. Louis Cardinals uh, earlier in the week, and uh, he was up, I believe it was 2-1. to one. He was in the, the eighth inning, was taken out by the manager, Terry Francona, and the guy that came in, Mark Sepchinski, promptly gave up the go-ahead home run. And Trevor Bauer proceeded to throw a hissy fit like uh, my two-year-old son in the dugout, throwing his glove uh, around and generally acting like a petulant little child. So while Trevor Bauer may be a jerk, he's a guy that is a talented pitcher. He's pitched well at times this season, and the Dimebacks just gave up on him. Uh, So Young talent is something they need to develop. Uh, they need to load up on prospects and uh, see if, if they can get back to at least being a competitive baseball team. Right now, I wouldn't even say they're that. They're very lucky that Colorado is in the National League West because otherwise they'd be in the cellar. But Colorado is really bad as well. Uh, so Tony Russo has got... Obviously, the the resume, the world championships as a manager, but he's never been in this position before where he's running baseball operations as he is with the Diamondbacks. He's got a long way to go with this team. He's got a lot to do to make this team successful. It'll be interesting to see, but uh, so far, 
the experience experiment uh, does not seem to be working. So enough of baseball for now. The next topic I want to talk about is something that I actually brought up on the last podcast as being a fairly irrelevant sport, and that was horse racing. But it occurred to me that something very interesting is happening, and it's happened a couple times in the past, is that the horse that is the front runner now, he won the Kentucky Derby, and then just this weekend he won the Preakness, uh, a horse by the name of American Pharaoh, is trained by Bob Baffert, who is a University of Arizona alum. And it was really cool to see, even though I don't follow horse racing and I didn't watch it, but it was really cool to see the social media accounts of uh, various U of A figures, uh, Greg Burns, Sean Miller, Rich Rodriguez, these guys uh, throwing support towards Bob Baffert, a U of A alum. So it's really good to see the, the coaches and alumni and just generally everyone in the University of Arizona world supporting a fellow alum as he is uh, very successful in the sports world. I don't know what Baffert did in college. I don't know what uh, organizations he was with or, or how you really become a horse trainer, but uh, he was educated at U of A, and he's a, he's a U of A guy. He openly wears his Wildcat hat around uh, at some of these horse racing functions, so it's really cool to see. In fact, uh, a lot of people were tweeting a uh, hashtag that said, a horses program. Now, if you don't follow U of A basketball, their Twitter handle is called A Players Program. And that's because Sean Miller takes pride in running his program uh, for the players and recruiting top flight players to play for him because it is a players program. In fact, U of A basketball's Twitter handle is A Players Program. So they kind of did a play on that and and called it a horses program. And uh, it was good to see a fellow U of A alum doing very well. So good luck to Bob Baffert in the final leg of the Triple Crown. We haven't had a Triple Crown winner since, I believe, the 70s. And that would bring a lot of good publicity to the school, to Arizona, to see a fellow U of A alum doing big things, even if it is in the horse racing world and not uh, basketball or baseball or, you know, one of the other major sports, football or something like that. But uh, it's been a, been, been a good time for U of A alums, of course. As I mentioned, the coaching uh, situation in Golden State, uh, the Houston Rockets, Bob Baffert, and uh, another team that I mentioned earlier talking about uh, baseball and, and when I was talking about Trevor Bauer was the Cleveland Indians. Uh, their manager, uh, Terry Francona, and uh, their coach, their their bench coach, Brad Mills, are both U of A alums. They played together on a College World Series team in the early 80s at U of A. So lots of good things happening in the world of U of A alumni, uh, good things happening on the field, as well as the Wildcats women's softball team tonight qualified for the Super Regional by beating Minnesota in a thriller. Uh, They were uh, one strike away from winning the game. Uh, They gave up a three-run homer to uh, give up the tying run. And uh, then they came back in extra innings and won it. So good job to the uh, Wildcat women, the softball team, of which I was the broadcaster for back in my days in college. So 
uh, Arizona softball, something that uh, I've always had an affinity for since my college days, just because I did get close to the program uh, and broadcast those games when I was in school. So, so props to the Wildcats there. Coach Mike Candrea, class act. He's been there for years and years and years. And uh, he's going to another Super Regional. And, of course, they played Minnesota, who wears those hideously awful colors of uh, maroon and yellow, which reminds me of another school that, uh, well, doesn't go mention on this podcast. And I'll leave it at that. Well, that's going to wrap it up here for the LOL podcast for this week. I do plan on doing this every week, so last week was just kind of an exception. Again, uh, I'm doing this on my own time. Life gets in the way. I've got a full-time job, got a couple of kids, so uh, things happen. But uh, I want to thank you very much again for listening to the fifth edition of the LOL podcast. Hopefully you're enjoying this, and if you have comments for me, uh, hit me up on Twitter at AZJoshM or, again, you're very welcome to leave me a message. I'd really like to hear from you and play your message on the air. My number, the Google Voice number that you can leave the message on, is 480-427-0411. So thanks again for listening, and I'll sign off for now. Bye-bye, everybody.